0: Welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and this week heralds the sequential return of both Sam and Carl, but that isn't all. This also marks the 50th episode of this podcast, and that is something very special for me indeed, boys. Firstly, did you think we'd make it this far? And secondly, hey, what's your favourite episode?
1: Yeah, I'm doing good,
0: mate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the first and only time that Carl will ever just jump in with an answer. (laughs) Always stays quiet for this. I do like that you called it the sequential return of us. Like, is this just going to kick every episode we're ever on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they returned again. (laughs) Even when you come back for good. For the 12th week in a row. (laughs) It's always a surprise. Okay, um... No, I didn't think we'd get this far. I think a little uh, BTS behind the scenes. I didn't think we'd make it past Flubber, if I'm honest. Which is (laughs) not the recent episode Flubber, but the video call we had pre-anything, pre-recording, just to see if we have the kind of patter required to even consider doing this. That's where I thought it would stop. Probably where it should have stopped. You really... Some would argue... (laughs)
0: Yeah, put me against the wall here because I chose Flutter for the Block Blunders Boys, pretending like that's the first time I've ever seen this movie since I was a kid. When I had actually watched it in preparation for this podcast <laughs> to see if we could do it, and I even went back to our chat to look for jokes just in case I didn't have anything. <laughs> so some made well, it in oh, that look, you're getting won't. all of the. Well, that's awkward. Some beats behind the curtain. Yeah, I'm here.
1: doing good, mate. How are you? <laughs>
0: Oh, well, Pat and Barry, I'm sorry about that if you're listening, but um, it worked out well, didn't it?
2: <laughs> I'm not sorry. You were, you were too good on the episode. I needed to knock you down a few pegs.
0: <laughs> he was faking the entire time.
2: <laughs> but I'd say favourite episode in response to that uh, question. It's a toss-up between a couple of them, but I'm going to go with Jumanji. Great. Uh, that. And that's a little bit of a pat on my own back, because that was my choice, but... There are a couple of jokes in there, specifically the Four Seasons joke, oh, which timeless. still crack me up when I think about them.
0: Made a nice return in your trivia one you did, Cole, I think. What, the Four Seasons of Jumanji? Mm. And you just said it was summer, autumn, yeah, spring well. and winter. You <laughs> bitch. <laughs> oh,
1: I was very proud of that. Watching Excellent. you struggle your way through answering that question. <laughs> went exactly how I hoped. What was it? Jungle, monsoon, earthquake, Christmas.
0: Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I told Harry we wouldn't do a best of, and this has basically started out as that.
1: (laughs) It has. But go on. Anyway, sorry, Carl, you go. All right, yeah, favorite episode. I'm probably going to do a Sam and pat myself on the back. Loved the borrowers, just digging into
0: Ah.
1: all the mental shit going on in that movie. I I still intend for us to return at some point and see if there's more. i'd love to yeah it
0: requires almost its own headcanon which we've only ever released one episode on and barely any people have listened to but it's a fucking killer and no (laughs) shit
2: yeah headcanon was a bit doa but i do love the idea of it we'll we'll be back with do
1: borrowers have dicks (laughs) (laughs) oh oh god
0: (laughs) oh well just add on to that i think mine was mrs doubtfire I don't actually really remember much from that episode. Mm. I remember having a good time. I remember being so tired. I was like manic laughing at everything you two were saying. And, <laughs> and those like a. Uh, Do you know what? I don't the I don't best like times for me. Go on. I don't remember asking me. Oh, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> this is my podcast too. Fuck. <laughs> 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 well, for this special 50th episode, Carl, we did something decidedly unspecial and simply chose a film with the number 50 in it. <laughs> we bounced between this Fifty Shades of Grey and Fifty-Fifty, but ultimately landed on the feature-length webinar on gaslighting that is Fifty First Dates.
1: We also had Sam's recommendation, which I loved. Yeah, watching the first sixth of
2: 300, <laughs> which
1: I guess would probably take you up to, like,
2: that scene where the, the, armies, the armies meet, and then that's the end of it. you <laughs> be like, God, that's a sad movie. Yeah. It's just parental
1: abuse. Or the first half of 50-50. He just gets cancer and his girlfriend leaves him. Yeah. The end.
2: (laughs) It could be argued that neither of them are as sad as this film. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For a different reason. (laughs) We'll get into that. Well,
0: this film stars Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, and it was released in 2004. And shall we get started, as usual, with a quick plot synopsis? No. Well, we'll get her, baby. Playboy vet Henry sets his heart on romancing Lucy but she has short-term memory loss. She can't remember anything that happened the day before. So every morning, Henry has to woo her again. Her friends and family are very protective, and Henry must convince them that he's in it for love. I was, my brain kept trying to read that as if it was a Dr. Seuss poem, and I couldn't read it as a normal <laughs> paragraph. <laughs> I'm not going to try it again. We're just sticking with that. That'll cut into something fine.
2: That's totally fine.
0: Am I right, they described it as, she keeps forgetting what happened
2: the day before. Yeah. That's in an insane understatement. I forget what happened the day before. <laughs> she is living in a Groundhog Day cycle of just a moment in time. Yeah, she's
0: the only one that's not aware of the Groundhog Day she's in. Yeah. Excellent, boys. And shall we get started with 15 first dates? Let's do it. Excellent. Well, the movie opens with a series of random women all over the world Doing their little jobs everywhere, talking about one man they met on holiday who gave them the best dates and best sex of their lives. This ends with a final girl on <laughs> on a pier, uh, <laughs> asking why he didn't tell her he was a secret agent, and he jumps on a little jet ski just to get out get out of this moment. This guy is a a wine and dine he and fits. fuck him and get out of it. Yeah,
1: one of these girls, when she's describing her relationship with him, says that he. Pounded her like a mallard duck. Can you uh, remind us how mallard ducks reproduce, Sam?
2: <laughs> <laughs> mallard ducks have it as opposed to our uh, I don't know the technical word for it, but blood circulation causing erections They, have a, they use lymph, lymphatic fluid and they have a very rapid projectile attack of a penis which is corkscrewed, and they blast it into the female uh, against their will and then just kind of hope for the best. I thought
1: we agreed to not do Fifty Shades this week.
0: <laughs> I'm astounded you knew that. Did they teach you about conservation camp? Conservation camp.
2: <laughs> uh, I went to the same school, the same veterinary school that Adam Sauer oh, did, right. so <laughs> most of what I know is focused on dicks.
0: Yeah, a lot of that in this movie. Oh, coming up. Well, straight on over to Adam Sandler's character now, Henry. He's a vet working at like some SeaWorld equivalent place in Hawaii. And he's stitching up his good friend, Milky Eye, uh, Rob Schneider's character, <laughs> who is Ula, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah I, he's, I, he's just gone mad in this.
1: I just love that we have a continuation from last week where we were discussing at what point in cinema history was it, did it stop being okay to brown people up? Turns out, 2004, still fine. Was he browned
0: up I for think this? it was already
2: <laughs> not okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That wasn't just a tan. Oh,
0: Lord, I didn't notice. His last Ooh. name's Schneider. Yeah, so he's stitching up, he got a shark bite, and he's doing all his bits that Rob Schneider does. There's not really much set up on this scene, and we zoom on over now to Henry. He's trying to diagnose a walrus, which appears to be in some sort of shark or... There's something wrong with it. And there's one. Of, this is just the meeting for another one of his fucking colleagues, which is Alexa, who the whole joke for her is that she's like radically ugly. And she's no looker, but she's also no fucking borrower, is she?
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think. And the joke is also that you never. It's never made clear whether it's a guy or a girl because of the way that he or she speaks. The way that they speak is left, I think, intentionally. Vague, yeah. Which, in and of itself, in two thousand and four, not a joke. Well, yeah, <laughs> we I... were, I think, we were past that being a joke in itself. You had to have something else <laughs> other than just had to be
0: this person's
1: traps. a nanny
0: <laughs> trying to trick your kids into thinking you're a good dad, something <laughs> exactly. like
1: that. Yeah. yeah. This is, I think, this is just yeah. a Adam Sandler movie trope that didn't go away for far too long. But this is. I guess sort of a I wouldn't say sequel, but it follows on from the wedding singer where they have a a character where they regularly joke, are they a woman are they a man? and this just seems to be an Adam Sandler thing maybe at the time, like maybe at the time i'm I'm speaking about this as if it's the fifties <laughs> maybe at the time
2: that was really funny, but now you kind of watch it and it's normalized to the point that you just kind of find this person what, what's
0: the what is the joke I don't get what's going yeah. <laughs> on
2: what are you trying to do
0: well the actual joke of this scene is that the walrus pukes all over her and it's a little gaff but there's nothing much more that comes from it
2: yeah it's very everything has been very slapstick so far considering that the, the, the movie bounces back and forth between like ball jokes and vomiting walruses and then very explicit descriptions of sex Um <sighs> Explicit description of the sex. That's maybe an overstatement, but you, I can't quite figure out who the. This is, we say this all the time. I can't figure Who's out the who the called? comedy <laughs> is targeted at.
0: I think I found this funny in 2004, but I also would have been 10.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I probably fucking loved the walrus puking all over that girl.
1: <laughs> there's a point in Adam Sandler movie history for a lot of us where we go, there's a point where he stopped being funny. And sometimes I wonder, did he stop being funny or did I stop being 11?
0: That is a good point. Yeah. Because I would have said, exactly. before thinking about that, I would have said Zohan was when he stopped being funny. I remember <laughs> that coming out and being like, I don't like oh, this. But it's probably just because I was too old to like it anymore.
1: I think it's one year earlier with I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry.
0: Oh, I didn't know that was earlier. And that was not funny. Yes, fair so
1: I, 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 I genuinely that. think that Adam Sandler movies in this period, well, around this period, are the last examples of i guess what in america they call conservative humor or right-wing humor because so i feel like those jokes still happen today Just no one laughs anymore just the look it's a man yeah, it's maybe. a man marrying a man isn't that hilarious <laughs> oh look this man wants to be a hairdresser <laughs> is that a man or a woman yeah. great comedy i
2: i mean i'm gonna probably mention this again as we go on but I'm going to say now, I think the point that I stopped finding Adam Sandler funny is the point in my life that I stopped dressing similar to him. <laughs> because that's a very distinct style, but I'll get to that.
0: Well, now Henry's zipping about the island on his boat. And I only mention this because the, the boat is a kind of a, a theme throughout the film. He, he wants to go on a big sailing adventure somewhere. It doesn't fucking matter, but he, he can't get out there yet. But his boat starts to break down. Uh, And he ends up uh, on another part of the island, and he goes into the Hookie Lau Cafe, and uh, this is where he spots Lucy for the first time, which is Drew Barrymore's character, and she's making a little fucking volcano out of waffles and whatever is on waffles, whatever the sauce is. Uh, She pours something in the middle, but I don't know what you have. Coffee, as far as I can tell. It was coffee.
1: Fuck. It looks like she pours
2: her coffee coffee.
1: into this. You would
0: assume. i so trying it's going to be maple syrup. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's got brain damage, Evan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the fuck thing. She, all we see of her, this is her endearing character trait, that she builds stuff out of waffles. She never eats it, though. No. Every day she goes and orders a stack of waffles, constructs something, and then as far as we can tell, just leaves them. And Or maybe pours coffee all over
1: them. Cut this if it's a bit much.
0: <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to.
1: A lot of her behaviour would be very fitting in the place she ends up towards the end of a movie, but because it's in a cafe, apparently it's endearing and enough for him to go, this is a girl that will make me change my ways.
2: <laughs> well, at this point, he doesn't want to change his ways. He wants to... can't think of any... Uh... Introduce um, her to this, his waffle. Have kit sex now. and leave.
0: Even if we didn't learn later on in the movie that she's clearly mashed her head in, the fact that she's putting together these little waffle houses for their breakfast is an indicator that something's wrong. Nobody, and I don't want to say normal because I'm definitely not in that category, but even I don't do that. Even I, boys,
1: <laughs> it is. It's it's distinctly weird. Yeah, like Sam, my notes were just. Is this endearing? (laughs) I mean, I've got the
2: exact same thing written down. Yeah.
0: Well, Henry thinks that it is, uh, and now she's all he can think about. He's heading back to the zoo, and he's working on another walrus or something. This one's pregnant or some bullshit. Well, he—I
2: mean, before he—he goes to chat to her. This is their first date. She likes it. Yeah, she's into. I mean, this is their first date, and there are so many things about this date that are just baffling to me. He goes over to chat to her. First of all, he is, as I mentioned before, dressed. His fashion style uh, is dressed by his mum. He's (laughs) he's single handedly holding up the oversized shorts business because he only ever wears like three quarter length uh, khakis uh, or cargo pants and massively oversized t shirts. To be fair,
1: we never see his home life. Maybe he is dressed by his mum. Maybe this relationship is fine
0: i think he is three quarter lengths are, are indicative of a very particular type of man because not all men are happy to wear all women are happy to wear three quarter lengths yeah it's either a certain level of confidence or of unawareness of what other people are thinking about you because they don't look right
2: shorts that are very large and go down well past the knees yeah, what's going
0: on in your knees bro what's wrong with them What's wrong with you? <laughs> Show me show me show me your knees or your wheel This guy's mashed his head in, he's got three quarter lengths on
2: <laughs> But yeah, as if that wasn't enough of an indication that he's fucked in the head. He goes down and describes but at this point he is a vet at the local zoo, which I'd say that's a perfectly respectable job. Yeah, yeah, that's for like sure. a pretty solid career. He describes his job. As,
0: I'm in fish. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: the fuck do you mean, you're in fish?
0: We don't see a him... a bizarre way to describe that. Well, actually, I was going to say we don't see him interact with the single fish in the movie, but he does feed fish to a walrus. But that's the extent of it. <laughs> that's, that's the closest thing.
1: Is this where she sniffs his hands?
0: <laughs> yes, th- yes. Okay, yeah. I did skip over yeah. all of this fucking golden material. He yeah, sniffs
1: did. his hands because they smell of fish. And just to make this as crude as possible, after seeing the opening montage, bit dangerous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Carl's alluding to him fingering women for anyone that that (laughs) breezed (laughs) past. And the last thing I've got written down about this is they
2: have their little date. They go outside. She says, I'll see you tomorrow morning and all that. He is so incredibly awkward. Like, we're meant to take from this, this is our first interaction, this is his first interaction with a woman that we've seen. And we're meant to see this and think, oh yeah, this is the ladies' man that we saw alluded to earlier. I just think he's as awkward as he dresses. For, for sure. He has no idea how to speak to women. He's incredibly weird and uncomfortable.
0: I didn't mean to say, se- you must have seen me then, look like I wasn't engaging with you. I was actually thinking about... Well, if his hands still smell like fish, that means he hasn't washed them. Which means he hasn't washed... He hasn't peed, at least, or he hasn't washed his hands after peeing, since he left work. But he went all the way to his boat and got on the water all the way out to the cafe. Those are water-intensive things. That's going to make you need to wee. What's going on with this guy's bladder? Anyway, let's move on to the next scene. Now he's working on this other (laughs) seal, and the only thing notable about this scene is that Alexa, the undecided man or woman in Adam Sandler's eyes. I'm pretty sure that she says she's a woman several times. I mean, we all know she's a woman and she's also played by a woman. But yeah. she offers to take Henry into his office and fuck him as part of like a one-time deal. Uh, it's just this movie again, laboring those sex jokes for you before we get into the main themes.
2: Yeah, and then he responds that he's not into guys. Again, banging joke. Great
0: joke, Yeah. Now we're back to the Hukilau cafe, because he can't stop thinking about Lucy. And this time she's building a little waffle house instead of a volcano. But she's still going to ruin it with coffee. Henry <laughs> helps her. He's like endearing himself to her again. Oh no, this is the bit with the fingers. So he didn't do fingers the first time. It's after he sticks his fingers in her food. <laughs> That's when she smells it. And he's like, sorry about my fingers. So last time it didn't get close enough. Now he's actually stuck his oh, fishy no. fingers in her food. <laughs> so her waffles taste like fish and, sorry, Cole, and or Fanny. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but she, again, finds this endearing. Yes, because this is when they agreed. oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Fuck this film.
2: I think we've fucked up the, stri- the, the progression of possible. events in the film.
0: I think he just spots her the first time and the second time he goes in to try and speak with her and then that's when they have their little... First date, date number one. Damn guys, forty nine. For anyone ago. who
1: thinks we're unprofessional, this is just an amnesia bit that Evans doing. <laughs> we're just pretending yeah. to be shit at remembering the plot.
0: So, a series of women uh, are talking about one man all over the country doing their own little <laughs> jobs. It's uh, a very funny. I just started again. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on me because I don't and know what was. <laughs> Lucy, he asks her. Uh, uh, if they can like continue their date and she says she can't she's got to go pick a pineapple with her dad because it's uh, his birthday today uh jokes on her it's not she asks him to join him again for breakfast tomorrow all seems fine jokes on him it's not Uh, they do a little embarrassing (laughs) dance they both see each other all of the jokes are on us because we're covering. yeah true (laughs) they see each other it's all cute they drive off why is she allowed to drive? That is a fucking good point. (laughs) Well, to be fair, later on we find out she's got no insurance on the vehicle, so she shouldn't be driving anyway.
1: Half her head is made of mashed potato. She should not be driving a car.
0: (laughs) The reason I noted this scene is because, and I think one of you mentioned this beforehand, just off the cuff, is that now one of the locals just speaks directly to the camera. He says (laughs) something in Hawaiian, Mm -hmm. and then he says, uh, which means, look at those two shitheads.
2: He does. I wrote the exact same thing down. What is that? Why are you translating what you say into your second language? To who?
0: Yeah, to us? Does he know we're there? I don't know.
2: It's definitely for us. (laughs) But why? No one else in the the movie does it? Yeah, the joke is on us.
0: Now, Milky Eye, who is Ula and Henry, are both playing golf, uh, and they're talking about the lady, and Ula thinks he he shouldn't really commit to someone because he's with a... A fat wife. That's his joke throughout the entire movie that he hates his fat wife. So there's there's that stuff as well, guys, if you want to watch this. Also, I think they got golfing because of Happy Gilmore. Who who knows?
1: Yeah, apparently the way yeah. that he winds up that golf shot was a Happy Gilmore reference.
0: Ah, I see. I did yeah. like the Happy way that the, the
2: kids the way that the kids do it. So his uh, the guy's kids all
1: do like a running shot, which is clearly a Happy Gilmore reference.
0: There we go. bit of trivia.
1: And a little snip, snippet fact for you. Is that Rob Schneider once said that he would sacrifice his career for his right-wing political beliefs. Think of what we would have lost. <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a John Voigt again for this God, episode. <laughs> because I really enjoy his company for Anaconda. Well, uh, Henry shoots his ball off, and obviously it's amazing. And then it cuts to him looking for his ball on the beach. And that's where he sees Lucy. Ooh, they have a little raunchy moment. They do a kiss. He's on the ground. He's She's mounting him. Ooh. And then all of a sudden, it turns out that it's he's actually unconscious because the rock hit the wall and hit his head. And now his brain is mashed. But the only reason I'm knowing this, I'm going to say that again, is because it's my favorite line in the movie. And I didn't know it was from this movie, but I've been quoting it to my family for a long time. Who's Lucy and what's up with her nipples? Fucking icon. <laughs> this is the
1: part where he has his um commitment issues come up again. Yes, Where he's, he's like, I, I, yeah, I can't date exactly. a local girl. I can't date a local girl. And then what changes, do you reckon, where he suddenly decides he can date a local girl once he finds out she is severely disabled? It's I never
2: quite grasped what that I mean, that was his, um, his character arc. His progression as a character was that before the film, he only dated girls who were going to leave because, I guess, he had commitment issues. And now he doesn't. So that's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> the end.
0: <laughs> well, we learn more about this now because he goes on a date with like a really thirsty woman in the bar. Uh, and she's Aww. been drinking one of those big fish bowls yeah and you would not know her if you watch this movie job. and you saw this actress you'd know who she is and she says that she's getting a bit drunk
1: i was also gonna say i only recognized her as the big butch is it a woman is it a man person from dodgeball which is that her yeah that joke was still going then as well
0: god dodgeball is that oh, one wow. for the pod
1: is this one for the pod i'm still not sure <laughs> this is, <the> <laughs> is going to be the next evolution Uh, we can do the 51st state next
0: (laughs) she's acting all drunk she's drinking one of those big fish balls but Henry then admits that there's no alcohol in these drinks and that this is a technique he's used to get women to fuck him in the past because he doesn't want them falling asleep and there's so many things wrong with that but I can't put my finger on what's so awful about it he doesn't get them drunk so he doesn't lower their inhibitions which is good he doesn't fuck them while they're sleeping also good and he wants them to enjoy the sex being awake which is you know pretty good and thinking about all that and thinking about what he actually said which sounded quite sinister felt like trying to play spot the difference to me where like there's there's something off in one of the images but i can't find out what it is but the phrasing of it's a technique i've used to get women to sleep with me Just makes me think there's something wrong with picture two. It's It's the technique.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The technique I've used is making sure that they are completely sober and capable of making intelligent decisions, lucid decisions, and then making sure that they have a good time and then giving them a good experience before they go home that they can, you know, chat to their friends about. He's... Played as this bad womanizer. Yeah, but he's but just a fucking... All he does is have women throw themselves at him <laughs> and then treat them with respect. <laughs> at least up until he decides to <laughs> to, um, to gaslight a woman and ruin her life. <laughs> and get her sent to an institution.
0: <laughs> well, fuck, let's get to that. Henry goes back to the Hoogie Loud cafe to meet Lucy again. But this time... She doesn't have a fucking clue who he is. And this is where he uses the brilliant opener of my fingers are extra fishy today. I was petting my walrus all morning and thinking about you the entire time, which I really enjoyed. But she does not take this well at all. Yeah, she starts screaming. And Tattoo Face, I think his name is Nick. He's a really big Hawaiian guy who works behind the grill. He's only in bits of this movie. He has to remove him from the premises. And Susan, the owner, explains to him what Lucy's condition is, which is far too late, by the way. You explain after they meet the first time.
2: You absolutely do. You make sure that there's a sign that everyone else can see that that makes it completely clear to them what her deal is. But this, this is Adam Sandler's, uh, or whatever his name is, this is his introduction to the plot of this film. It's also ours. This is where we find out that she is living in this recurring loop of memory. And I just want to point out This movie would be so much better from her perspective, where, like, you go in thinking that it's a Groundhog Day type deal and then gradually realize that you're actually watching The Truman Show and it's only repeating for her. Fuck, that is good.
1: Fucking sick. But it's not repeating for her because she doesn't know it's repeating. Well, okay, she doesn't, but. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like it. There's a
2: version of this film that follows her perspective, which is way more of a kind of. Mindfuck and way more interesting. Did anyone feel like maybe it's more like Memento? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Did, did anyone feel like the little flashback we were given, showing how she got her brain injury, was ruined by the slow motion bouncing pineapple down the road <laughs>
0: as they were showing the sad moment? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I bet they thought that was trying really to figure out what the relevance. cinemographic.
1: Just the the car spinning out of control, and then every now and again switching back to this pineapple. It's at getting this point its fucking where...
0: nut mashed in.
1: <laughs> but it was at that point where I was like, is this funny or is this gremlins all over again? Where I was pissing myself at the Santa Claus story mm. and then <laughs> discovered online that a lot of people consider this one of the saddest stories in cinema. <laughs> and it turns out I'm too... we're all just sick.
0: <laughs> and that's how I found out Santa wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what we're all talking about here is, because we haven't explained it, Susan says that Lucy was in a car accident with her dad one year previously whilst they were going out to pick pineapples and he crashed the car. And we get a little flashback of that happening and he's driving. I don't know what the car fucking skids on, but her dad does fucking nothing to avoid it. He's turning in the same fucking direction of the skid, which is the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do. Turn into the skid. Other than that, just fucking let Jesus take the wheel and you might be fine. (laughs) <laughs> he fucking topples that car and Lucy's brain is mush. Uh, and she forgets all of that though. Now she only remembers everything from the day before backwards. Yeah.
1: And we're meant to feel sorry for her when this is a woman who gets to wake up every day thinking that George W. Bush is the worst president that America's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky bitch.
0: <Ooh>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean this was in 2004
1: but i assume she's still alive
0: we follow lucy home now she she gets home she speaks to her dad and you know we're kind of living life through her eyes and he says that i've just painted my garage but i've painted it he's painted it too white basically it looks fucking insane in there and he asks her to paint something nice something colorful to one of her murals because she's an art teacher we haven't mentioned that but it's not very important for the movie and if she does this same thing every day for for a year now she'd be doing this because we're we're back to yeah. yeah, they say that it's been a whole year. He that I means he spends every day painting his garage, which we, we do see later on when they're resetting the house. We'll get to that.
1: Garage used to be so much wider.
0: <laughs> it's walls yeah, yes, <laughs> it has this it's got three hundred and sixty-five coats of paint. That's fucking gonna collapse at no, some point. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, because it doing they're doing it
2: twice every day. It's more than oh eight hundred coats of, fuck. of paint.
1: <laughs> I was looking Threw a bit of trivia on this movie, and I found a little bit which I knew existed whilst watching, which was that Adam Sandler rewrote significant amounts of the script to turn it from a drama into a comedy. And it's scenes with this family where you go, Oh, this is an actual dramatic movie, and there's some genuinely like emotional scenes in there. A family learning to cope with, a, with a, the girl who doesn't remember anything before today or after today or, and the way they do it with re-wrapping his Christmas presents, baking a new birthday cake, we've got about 500 frozen pineapples so that they don't have to go pick one up and paint in the garage. There's a lot of uh, emotion in yeah. there. And then it's like Adam Sandler got hold of the script and went, we should give that guy a lisp, then it's oh, a comedy. We're going to get to <laughs> that in a second. Yeah, I've got to put him in a mesh a top. top. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's speed through the following scenes. Uh, Lucy Beckholm, it's her dad's birthday in her mind, so they, they've got to do everything that they usually do on his birthday. Uh, they watch the Vikings game for the fucking 366th day in a row. Doug is played by Sean Austin, by the way. Aston? Aston. Sean Aston, yes. One year Sam. after Return of the King.
1: Crazy, I know.
2: I was literally just Googling that to verify it was not even a full year after Return of the King.
1: It's a shame there wasn't crossover and there's not like scenes in Return of the King where he's just got the fake 10 going on, <laughs> prepping for his next movie. And he's ripped us. <laughs> is he? Well, no.
2: He's, the, whole, the whole joke about him being on steroids and being like ultra fit is kind of ruined by the fact he's just in a. He's, he's
0: in, like, is it all right, right Shane? Shane? Yeah. Fine. He's got a netted tank top on, red baseball cap the entire movie, shorts. And he's got the Jim Carrey lisp from The Cable Guy. That's the exact voice he's doing. It was haunting to me.
2: In the casting of this film, they said, right, what we need for this character is someone moderately famous, like pretty big, who is in great shape to play the brother. Then they watched Return the King and
1: went, there he is, that guy. I felt like he was just playing his older brother from The Goonies.
0: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) That was the vibe.
1: Who's now... 40 but still doing all the same shit and i mean side note but with his
2: character in this uh lucy is way too flirty with him going on about how he how good he looks and touching him and he's got it's brain weird. damage sam it's part of the brain damage okay
0: <laughs> how much is she gonna get away with Cole? How much is this, I believe the medical term is brain mash. <laughs> is, how much is that an excuse for? Well, now we see that they've got to reset the house. They rewrap the present, putting stuff away. They they go into the garage and... Garage? Garage? And repaint the garage. <laughs> Yeah. How do they have time the
2: rapidly shrinking garage. to do
0: anything else? If they're doing this every day for an entire I year, how do they work? How do they shop? Well, I don't how think do they, they do. fucking cook meals? I think
1: that's the point, because they were both fishermen. So they're not going away for months at a time anymore. I think they're now full-time carers who, if anyone's stuck in Groundhog Day, it's these two who (laughs) now just have to live the same day, watch The Sixth Sense every single night. Oh, I forgot that, yes. (laughs) Pretend that the twist is exciting. (laughs) Put in a home, that's what I say.
0: We'll get there, we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Henry, again, goes back to the Hooky Loud Cafe and this is where he met He bets with um, Tattoo Face, Nick, uh, that he can get Lucy to invite him to the table. This is how he weasels his way back in.
1: This is a scene that follows straight on from him saying, it's evil, she has brain damage, I shouldn't do it. And just walks straight into the cafe. (laughs) Yeah, he
2: tells himself, I can't possibly get with a local. And also, it's evil, she's brain damaged. And after both of those scenes, the first thing he does is goes and flirts
0: with her. I like that that's secondary, though. If she wasn't local, that's fine.
1: (laughs) But yeah, he he makes a bet that he can get her to have breakfast with him again. And when he fails, they do a double or nothing. Do you reckon this makes it into the VHS later on? Or does he only make himself look great? Is he going to tell a bit about where he was making bets on the disabled girl at the cafe?
0: Yeah. Have you boys seen... I think it's a bit of a step away here, but have you seen Spring... Palm Springs. Oh, Palm Springs.
2: Springs. Have
0: you seen it?
1: Yes. Yeah, it was okay. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Where it turns out that he'd slept
0: with her numerous times. Yes, like 200 times. And they kind of deal with... Because if you were stuck in a time loop, you probably would do something like that. But then they actually address it in the movie. Mm. But no, that is not touched on in this. We get a whole montage now. uh, Well, I, I say montage, we'll get to that. Of henry hitting on lucy like she denies him the first time yeah he goes back he's got a little drawing uh, on the back of the check he tries to get her with he cries and pretends to be able not to read the drawing the drawing that he gets
2: he um he takes this shit line like stickman drawing over to her thinking that that's going to win her over and um it doesn't she's not interested she kind of sends him away and then the old man from earlier says oh can i have that I need something
1: to wipe my ass with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? If you shit yourself,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's the funniest guy in this.
1: But with with that picture as well, this is just him taking advantage of someone who doesn't remember the previous meetings because the the picture is of a her, father her and son and out fishing yeah. when both well, when her brother yeah. and dad are fishermen, and yeah, and then he pretends to be the sort of guy whose mum buys him three quarter shorts and he can't read. <laughs> Yeah,
2: bawling hysterically Screaming in the bar As a seduction
1: technique that's possibly His most successful day Since the first day Shouldn't that be Warning sign number two of Maybe I shouldn't be pursuing this girl Am I doing wrong? (laughs) Am I a bad person? (laughs) Am I the bad guy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take it off the bingo yeah, and that's the end of that montage, which two things, I guess, can be a montage in this movie. That just means they thought both those jokes were so funny they had to stay in and they had to cut it together like a montage. Uh, and she invites him for, for breakfast again. But once they finish up, he doesn't ask for the phone number and all of a sudden she gets a bit cold and she's annoyed that he didn't. Uh, she calls her a pussy and they go their separate ways. Henry follows her home, as you fucking do, knowing she's she'll just forget by tomorrow. Why are you fucking chasing her? But he does, because the plot needs to happen.
1: Chasing girl who had car crash in your car. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the best idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why is she allowed to drive? <laughs> <laughs> and this true. is where Dad and Doug both confront Henry and both like, what What the fuck are you doing, mate? This is so fucked up. you got to go. Uh, there is a funny little scene here where Doug tries to tra- tackle Henry and just fucking is floored by him. But that's all really And that he's got a lisp. What a loser. And he's got that lisp, Yeah. Oh. So now Henry's got a new plan. He doesn't give a fuck what the dad and Doug have said. Uh, he still wants to see Lucy every day because he's in love with her. So every single day, yeah. well, this first time, he pretends to be broken down on the side of the road. Then we get a fucking another montage of him yeah. breaking down on the road or needing help it, or being robbed or something. Uh, there is a funny scene where Ula looks like he's robbing him and then just fucking Lucy lays into him with a baseball bat. I, that, I did chuckle at that.
1: That is funny. And what we have That's to that remember good, yeah. is... Rob Schneider would give up his career. <laughs> 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 there is right for me, political views.
0: <laughs> Think of what we would miss out on. At least we know now what happened to him.
1: <laughs> yeah. But this is man keeps meeting girl with brain damage by memorising her schedule. Which, I mean, to be fair, not that much to memorise. Yeah, she goes one way every every day. But that's stalking then. So stalking.
2: <laughs> and again, his previous gambit of Meeting tourists and showing them the time of their life—that was that was bad. That was bad what he was doing then. He was being manipulative somehow. But now that he is (laughs) pretend he's acting out being kidnapped in order to manipulate this brain damaged girl.
1: This is great. Good good boy. It's fine because she won't remember it tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. It's a good guy. It's like. It's like
2: little kids. They have a short memory so you can do whatever you want to them. and kick, like kick them like a football. It doesn't matter. They're not going to remember tomorrow. Are you kidding? That kid's one year old. That's why
1: I only fuck goldfish.
0: <laughs> his thought process here, in my mind at least, is that he is going to be so flirty with her and give her such a good time that he'll actually fix her memory. That's like his... Because even at the end of the movie, yeah, he says things, oh, I think she's starting to remember me. No, bro. Part of her fucking frontal lobe Whoa. is missing.
1: Every girl from the beginning can't forget him.
0: True. The movie doesn't. This dick dick man thinks he's got some him. magic going
1: on. <laughs> that corkscrew dick inside yeah. his three quarter shorts can work magic. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: walrus dick that
0: Well, on this final scene of the montage, she's bound up in the back of his car, but instead of Lucy pulling up this time, it's her dad and Doug. And they ask him to follow them back to the house so they can have a word with him. And they show him that this is the happiest Lucy's ever been. She's singing while she's painting the garage. Obviously, he's had a profound effect on her just on meeting her in the mornings, even on the days where she's fucking hated him, apparently. They then ask him what's in it for him. You mean most of them? And he says, yeah, just other than the one we saw where she liked him. He says he doesn't know what's in it for him it's a fetish thing we all know it's a fetish thing totally you're not in love with this girl she can't remember man
1: with commitment issues meets girl (laughs) who can't remember anything of course that's (laughs) gonna be a bit fetishistic if that's a word exactly
0: so after this this is like a parlay between them this is where they give him the okay to keep trying uh, which is when someone's got an addiction of some kind you should enable them shouldn't you Henry approaches Absolutely. Lucy at the cafe again, but this time she makes up she's got a boyfriend. He can't get it to her to go forward again. Oh, by
2: the way, his response to this, she says, I got a boyfriend. His response is, Oh, yeah, what's his name? That's not the response. Yeah, don't do that. The response is, Okay, then
1: you fuck off. <laughs> nice Sorry. to meet you. Sorry. <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) Uh,
1: prove it actually i happen to know more about your life than you do at this point so i know you don't so you gotta date me
0: so after this little exchange lucy goes outside because she's sick of hearing it from him and this is where she's getting a ticket on her car and everything's about to kick off because the cop says that she hasn't got insurance because that would run to you know you can do the time stuff in your mind it would have not run out within the year she thinks she's living in, but we're a year later. We all know how expiration dates work, Evan. Anyway, she also checks the newspaper and it's a much later date, which you think might have happened before. Maybe don't sell the newspapers at this place she goes to every fucking day.
1: I think this has happened before because she rushes home and the dad says, another bad day. So I think this is the other scenario they prepare for, where they then have the book to show her that tells her everything that happened how she had the brain mash happen
0: yeah he's got a scrapbook of the the accident which i fucking love the little cutouts (laughs) in it here's us with your head mashed against the tree
1: (laughs) it must have been a slow news day when stray cow causes accident had a full page spread that was a big cutout. yeah
2: I mean, this is on a small Hawaiian island. Not much happens.
0: Well, she says that she wants to speak to the doctor. The dad's like, you already have. But for some fucking reason, Henry has followed her home. And he says, well, I want to speak to the doctor. I want to hear it for myself. So they all drive up together to... Um... It's a big institute for people with memory issues.
1: Yeah, something's happened on this island.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's just fucking yeah. cows everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe that's why it got a full page spread. This cow has just been wiping out people everywhere. (laughs) On the way there, though, she's like, who's this guy about Adam Sandler? And her dad says, sweetie, you're sort of dating him. No, she's she's really not. not. Almost every time (laughs) we've seen them interact, she's tried to get away from him.
2: She calls him a stalker, which is completely correct.
1: The only time that they've spoken is when he stops her in traffic and won't let her leave.
0: <laughs> when he pretends yeah. to be an official of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got out and, he's got out and bought stop signs and fucking insane. He's like, that's enough for me today. And he goes home and he jerks it and he tries again yeah. tomorrow.
1: And then when he's got a stopped at this sign, he says, when I eat waffles, I like to build houses out of them.
0: You do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he must be the one because he's memorised my life. Why is he trying different things each time, by the way? <laughs>
0: Because it's a fetish. Because each time has got to be a new experience. Uh, it, you know, he's found the yeah. formula already. He did it the very first time. He could just repeat that every day. Yeah. She doesn't fucking know. But now he's got to find a new way to oh, fucking come. It's a her. game.
1: Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, it's a game. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. Is that one of those point and click games on It Not Mine? Back in the day, we had to figure out all the different ways to get to the endings. Mm-hmm. That is the life he is living. <laughs> this is his... <laughs> Figuring out all the ending.
0: I thought you were about to start talking about some point-and-click like porn games.
1: This is this is this is his try not to shit yourself. <laughs> oh, great game.
0: <laughs> anyway, they go up to a doctor, and he's played by Dan Aykroyd. He just explains again that you know you're all fucked up. Memory's not coming back. There is a funny bit here though, where for some fucking reason, Doug has got his top off, and the doctor's like. This is a hygienic place. You need to put your top back on. But he puts on the fucking netted tank top, which cannot be classified as a shirt.
1: No. And he's got a lisp. Fucking loser.
0: And then we're taken on a fucking tour around people with memory disabilities, and we meet 10-second Tom, who, as you might be able to guess, can only remember every 10 seconds. Now, Henry's got a bit of a plan. He's seen all these people suffering. He doesn't like what Lucy's going to do. This scene... This that last
2: all of the stuff that we've just been through with her realization and the bad day, uh, again that comes back to what we said before about this was a drama before Adam Sandler came in. Oh yeah, it's quite it's clearly that was meant to be a really sad, genuine realization for her, and it was meant to be a bit tragic, and it would have been if it weren't for all the mesh vests and. Come jokes and
1: yeah, the talk of the wet dreams and stuff that just that. got slotted into that. Yeah, yeah, I I did realize going through that because I I had quite fond memories of this movie although I hadn't seen it in a while. I did realize that all of the bits that I remembered somewhat fondly were the less Sandlerized bits. It does just does just feel like yeah. Adam Sandler jokes have been stuck into a drama movie at times.
0: I don't I I um I don't feel this way. Uh, this feels like the kind of movie it was okay. meant to be to me. I don't feel any of those dramatic things. I see the theme is dramatic, for sure. But maybe that's because he rewrote the script. It's not like they filmed this and then reshot scenes. But still, having watched this, obviously, recently, this stands out to me better than other Adam Sandler movies, apart from, obviously, his very recent stuff that have been on Netflix. This still feels like a good movie to me. Anyway, Henry has got a plan. Anyway. He's approaching Lucy again outside the cafe. He's got lilies, which he knows are her favourite flowers. And also... Outside her house. <laughs> ...a videotape. Oh, he's outside the house, yes, because now she runs in to yeah. watch the videotape. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense at the cafe. Uh, but Dad is suspicious about what's going on. Lucy says happy birthday, goes inside to watch the videotape, uh, and Henry says, oh yeah, happy birthday. What are you, 200 today? Very funny stuff. But when? also not even fucking close. No, not even
1: close. He's over 800 like
0: sam said i noted that because it was uh reminiscent of the 13 months calculations from 13th warrior (laughs) Uh, lucy watches the video and it's just like a compilation of the year's events i don't know how fucking henry has put this all together in the evening with what i imagine is no video editing software or access to this war footage but it's all very impressive and then he also has like this tagged on little message at the end where he explains it all and that You know, he's really fond of her and everything.
2: Obviously, the day before this, he saw uh, how crushed she was to find out all of this stuff and how painful it was for her to find out. So obviously, he starts off... Obviously, the video is about 60% sports jokes and Snoop Dogg jokes because he's got to get some silly shit in there, hasn't he?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and it's also Doug losing his competition, which was actually genuinely funny, I guess.
2: Well, okay, yes. But that's at least relevant to her. She's being told that she has a debilitating brain injury and she's got to sit through the year's news.
0: So every year that video's got to get even longer. So by the time she's fucking 80, she's catching up on fucking 60 years of history.
2: It takes all day and then she just goes to bed.
0: (laughs) Well, she, she takes it pretty good this time. She has a bit of a cry and she goes onto the pier for a bit, but then they have a little joke and they they have a giggle about what's happened. And now Lucy goes down to this little luau on the beach, but she meets everyone uh, that she hasn't been able to see in the past year. You know, she thinks she's seen them just yesterday, but her brain is mashed. He claims that he's her boyfriend several times, even though this hasn't been established, other than maybe mentioned that they're dating by the dad. Well, what
2: I mean, I guess what follows this uh, is... And I suppose we're in the middle of it at this point is kind of a relationship montage, which in any normal film would be, you know, a a sequential kind of progression of them growing closer to each other and having experiences together and just growing closer and more familiar with each other. However, this film is obviously about her being in a kind of a internal time loop. So (laughs) it's exactly the fucking same. There's no difference to how this would have been in any other film with any other premise. <laughs> Except she calls it a first kiss instead of... Oh, the, yeah. Uh,
0: know, we get this a few times. She keeps
1: saying nothing beats a first kiss after... a kiss after kiss. And I think, why didn't I meet you one day before the accident comes up a few times? And yeah. It's just, yeah. It kind of highlights an issue of the fact that it can't really work. They're not really two people who can grow together when she is going to be perpetually 20-something, 20, 20 I guess she is, mid-20s? Yeah. Like going that's exactly
2: what the montage show's happening.
1: Yeah, He's, he's already getting fucking bored in this montage. He's getting sick of the fact that she keeps saying the same shit. And she's going to keep saying the same shit because she doesn't know she's said it. And she's not going to have anything new to tell him, ever. So how do you grow as people? He's going to get older. And she's going to suddenly be a 20-something-year-old in her head, married to a 40-year-old person who isn't the person she got with, and is the sort of person who might now make grown-ups or don't mess with the (laughs) Zohan.
0: Well, they actually address this in the movie. They say, what are you going to do when she's 50 and she wakes up and looks in the mirror? But it's never resolved. They're just, at the end, they all live happily ever after quotation marks but it's only like fucking 10 days later or some shit so i actually know it's not it's years later because they've got a kid but it's
2: they've got a child but in this in the montage that we're in at the moment essentially i guess what is happening is um uh, like you said before with the games the little online games where you click through this is a this is him speed running their relationship and as he keeps going (laughs) he figures out all of the words to say and the order to say them in so that he can Make it all the way to sex by the end of the day.
0: That is absolutely (laughs) it. Also, the only reason they've included another montage here, because this is our third one now, is because they've realized they named this movie 50 First Dates. We're only like 20, so we've got to do a fucking load of them right now, because we see like 15 kisses at different fucking locations all over the place. And it all culminates in the aquarium, where it seems like it's still going to be part of the montage, but it's one more kiss, and then he cops a little feel of her boob. This is. Exactly linked to what you're saying. He's run, run up the game till now, and he's he's testing yeah. it out. Is this where I go? His nervous little hand shaking up to her breast. He plants it on. Oh, she bloody notes it, doesn't it? She. Yeah,
1: but he says that because he's had to deal with 23 first kisses, that gives him access to, quote, unlimited boob action, which
0: that's exactly it yeah. and he even does calculations like well i've done 24 and in your mind you've only done two so we'll bring it down to 12 but that gives him he says he's entitled to unlimited boob access which is a fucking crazy thing to say <laughs> to a person mm-hmm. with a fucking disability
1: would, <laughs> Gaslighting, would not be remotely acceptable that so they make sure that she laughs at it so we know it's okay. This
0: is fine. That's she almost laughed. consent, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just to nail that in, she now actually just says, let's go into your fucking office and fuck. Uh, so we know everything is really yeah. okay. And now we're skipping ahead a bit, uh, assuming there's been another fucking thousand montages to get us closer to 50. And they're on the beach and he's singing her a little song, which is fucking insane because it's basically making fun of her. And he calls it <laughs> Forgetful Lucy. And it sounds like a really nice song but every single fucking line is a jab at how she can't remember.
1: Yeah, well, she won't yeah, she remember the song, so it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the one thing I liked about the song is I'm a very big fan of the wedding singer and, but I'm also not like the best when it comes to uh, music. So I'm not sure if the song sounded like the song he sings to her in The Wedding Singer, or if just Adam Sandler singing at Drew Barrymore is enough for my brain to go, hey, this is just like that song from The Wedding Singer.
0: Well, after that little song, uh, they end up back at Lucy's house, lying in bed together, and he asks her to marry him before they fall asleep. And, you know, she de- he doesn't want her to fall asleep, which kind of alludes to, well, you'd imagine anyway, that it triggers the memory loss as soon as she falls asleep. I'm going to power through few scenes now uh she wakes up not realizing obviously who this fucking guy is because he hasn't fucked her into memory yet uh, and starts beating the shit out of him but the the family get him out of there uh, and put the video on for her and the doctor comes around to check everything's okay he checks like in henry's head and everything uh, henry explains to the doctor that he's actually cancelling his fishing and chip because he's he'd asked about it because he wants to stay here because he's in love with lucy and he wants to look after her He then says that he thinks she started to remember, but the Doctor's like, nah, bro, your dick ain't that good. Uh, She's done for life. Uh, And the film does kind of make you think that she's eventually going to remember. And I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but I'm going to. She never fucking remembers. For the rest of her life, she will forget who he is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You assume there's going to be some magical turnaround that, like, it can't end with this because what we're seeing now is a fucking nightmare it's what we're seeing now is a psychological horror so there's no way that the ending of this rom-com is even remotely similar to this (laughs) never let alone almost exactly the same as this
0: (laughs) also what has made him think that she's starting to remember she's just kicked the shit out of him For waking up in the same bed as her. What in his mind? It's his own delusion that his dick, that his corky, spirally little dick is that good. (laughs) I hit all the spots, man. From A to fucking G. (laughs) Uh, Lucy then goes to visit Henry at work because she's she's overheard that conversation about him cancelling his big boat trip. And she tells him about this journal that she's been keeping. I did make a big thing here. I paused the movie because I was like, so you've been keeping a fucking journal this entire time, not realising that you're writing about the same day every day. But she did note then, much to my chagrin, that she's only been keeping it whilst she's met him. So those days were so good that they were worth noting on paper.
1: Did you notice he seemed a little annoyed to find out that she'd been keeping the journal? Yeah. As, as, Evidence. Yeah. It was Evidence. almost like... <laughs> Wait, you have access to memories that I don't have control of. Now, I make the videotape, yeah, you watch the videotape. It's completely. And that is what your life was, and that is how you will know me. Yeah, exactly. You don't have anything in there about me making bets, do you? <laughs> He's so annoyed that she has some,
2: like, independent information about him that he can't
0: control. Curate. Yeah. Uh, she says, yeah, so she's shown him this journal and it documents all their lovely days together. But she's saying she wants to break up. He needs to go on and live his life. Uh, and she's going to. She says she, she's going to erase her memory for it to be as though they've never met, which is just a really dramatic way for her to say she's going to throw out the journal. I'm just a Her brain already fucking <laughs> does that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the least work anyone has ever done to achieve something. But okay, Lucy. (laughs) Lucy takes uh, Henry back home and they look through this journal together. It's just loads of notes about when they fucked and the first kisses and all that bullshit. Uh, And she burns it. They break up and we get yet another montage Uh, where they're separate and sometimes it's back in time where they're together to get let us know what a fucking thoughtful and feeling movie this is
1: i I assume all those flashbacks are his um well (laughs) lucy
0: is painting henry is fixing his boat and working lucy is painting henry's looking after the animals lucy is painting and so on and so on henry then goes to say goodbye to ula and his little horrible demon children (laughs) that are following around for the entire movie Lucy's
2: walking into the garage, and it's just a—it's just a closet at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Two strokes of paint and covered the wolf.
1: <laughs> a dad's chiselling it back. Going back to what you were saying about Ulu and his kids, though, I think it's important to remember that as we see Rob Schneider belly flop into the sea, that he would give up his career for his right wing. To <laughs>
0: yeah so this is where Henry's getting packed up on the boat and he's he's just saying goodbye to people he's already said some gu- goodbye to people like the wal- walrus and Alexa but we skipped over that uh, Lucy's dad and Doug show up now as well to say goodbye uh, and they've revealed to him that Lucy is she's signed herself into the institute she doesn't want to be a burden anymore it's been about three weeks since the breakup and everything good um,
1: it's yeah, probably yeah. the best place for yeah. her the end
0: <laughs> she's not well <laughs> no
1: Absolutely. Also,
2: she made the lucid decision to break up with him, so it would be a massive
1: breach of trust if he didn't honour her wish. Yeah, that, I, I assume anyway, let's keep going. based on how this carries on. That when this was a drama before it got sandlerized, this was here. the end.
0: Yes, I was gonna say that in my wrapper. Yeah,
1: totally. Yes.
0: Yeah, him driving off onto the water would have been the perfect moment to be like, Oh, yeah. that was a nice movie.
1: It's sad. But she's where she should be.
0: Yes, everything has worked out for the best. And yeah, instead, maybe... let's power on with this Adam Sandler movie.
1: If only they had met one day before the accident. <laughs> but they didn't, the end.
0: The dad gave him a Beach Boys CD, which is a callback to it being her parents' song, and that's what she was playing every day when she was painting after they'd met in the cafe. And he's like, this is a sign. They're trying to rem- tell me, they are trying to tell me, that she remembers me. Dude, if they were trying to tell you she remembers you, they'd tell you she remembers you. What an insanely <laughs> fucked up way to tell someone the person you love no longer forgets you every day ever. giving them a Beach Boys scene. Your political way. views, I know, Carl, you'd give them this career for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, but ever. they were trying to tell him that she does remember him.
0: No, and we're going to get to him now because she doesn't fucking remember him. We're going to get there. No. <laughs> he fucking pegs it back to the Institute.
1: For our American listeners, pegs means runs, not the other yes. thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he gets... A
2: derivation gets of the legs
1: lead. it back. Uh,
0: and one of the guards lets him in. And he runs up to Lucy, who's teaching an art class in the studio, asks if she can remember him. She says no. Very funny little moment, but she says, come back to my office and that office is fucking filled with paintings of Adam Sandler.
1: Why is the ending to this movie also the ending to the music video of Hello by Lionel Richie?
0: <laughs> 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 Excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah, so really great song that would have been to play. Inch of this room is filled with a painting of fucking Henry, Adam Sandler. She says that she dreams of him every night. So my point of contention is, okay then, so what point does your memory reset? Because if you remember your dreams, you're remembering part of the night before. Is it as soon as you fall asleep? That's when that fucking button is pressed? That's when you don't remember? Because if you can't remember the day before, you can't remember your dreams. The dreams aren't part of the day of you're in. They're part of the day before. What happens if she
2: has a nap? I don't know if they are. Presumably she just never naps. (laughs) I don't
1: know. What if you wake up in the night to pee, then? You fucking I don't think we have dwelled on it long enough, boys. The fact that they decided to, I'm assuming, add an extra ending to this and literally (laughs) just did Lionel Richie's Hello. (laughs) (laughs) There's even a fucking clay sculpture of Adam Sandler's head in her Workshop. The workshop is absolutely just madness. Crazy.
2: Yeah. Like, again, psychological horror. This is
1: like, this is a scene. It's out the
0: of room horror. of a serial killer. But she wasn't sad. Totally.
1: She was enjoying life in the home. She was happy teaching yeah. her classes. She wasn't missing him. She just happened to have dreams. Have <laughs> dreams about him and paint them. Yeah. But he was the one who was sad still and missing her she just had more stuff to paint. She wouldn't have lost anything by yeah. being left in the home still and wouldn't have had to deal with the unimaginable stress of waking up...
0: Every day. <laughs>
1: ...pregnant whilst thinking that...
0: My God.
1: ...you're a 24-year-old who's just oh going to go God. pick up a pineapple for a dad.
2: They addressed that earlier earlier on in the film. She said, like, well, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? And he's like, yeah. She said, but how could I possibly... What are we going to do? I'll wake up, you know, nine months pregnant. How how could we possibly deal with
0: that? Start doing jumping jacks just, like I, I do every know. day.
2: He never answers that question. He just does it. Yeah,
0: end of the movie. Yeah, so here we are. We, she wakes up in a room. It's not her room, but she doesn't start freaking out straight away because she sees a video. Apparently that's her soothing element. She sees the video and she's like, oh, that must be for me. Yeah. I'll pop that in the VHS straight away before doing anything else. She watches it all. Adam Sandler plays fucking three years worth of news and then little clips of himself doing stand-up at the end. Uh, and then she walks out onto the boat, yeah. meets Adam, meets her fucking child, and then they're in like the Arctic or something. I don't fucking know, but oh, she's not freaking out. And her dad is there. Oh yeah, and her dad is there. And there's one bed on the boat. <laughs>
1: That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Of all the places to wake up. They all sleep together. <laughs> When you don't know where you are, in a fucking boat is not one that you want. That is, oh no, I've no. been kidnapped every single of morning ocean. of her life.
2: Early in, in the film, she wakes up next to a guy that she doesn't know, and her reaction is to scream and attack him yeah. with a bat. If she wakes up on a boat in the middle of fucking nowhere, living with a guy she's never seen before, with a child and her dad, <laughs> what
0: the fuck is her reaction going to be? That's why they put the video there. She fucking loves... The, you know. More than Lily's, even. She loves videos.
2: Which, by the way, as time goes on, they're going to have to buy up, like, retro video cameras to record on VHS because they can't put a DVD there. She's not going to know
1: what that is. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Just leave a USB stick on the side with a VHS explaining what USB sticks are.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, that's the end of the movie, isn't it, boys? Oh, and before we get into the question, do you want to round us off with some bad reviews?
1: I do want to give you some trivia, yes? Fuck off, (laughs) (laughs) No, I did come across one bit of trivia that I thought was sort of interesting, where it turns out that the movie actually inspired a real therapy program, where Adam Sandler shows up and sleeps with brain-damaged patients. (laughs) No, um, where they started showing people <laughs> with brain damage videos every morning. None of none of the trivia then said if that worked. But they oh, do it. <laughs> I was, say, was there any benefit? I, no bet it I bet it didn't <laughs>
0: work. Nobody ever watched the video. We left it on the site. <laughs> oh well, thank you for that call, Sam. Do you want to lead us out?
2: On to the bad reviews, and although we call these bad reviews, they're really bad. These are I I, I enjoy these. They're they're good reviews. First one. One Star by Vinnie Thornburg, who says, Imagine you're waking up like normal. You're in your everyday world. No kids, but a fiancé. Loving family. You like your life. Suddenly, you're told by Adam Sandler... (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, you're told by Adam Sandler that you're actually married to him. (laughs) Have had multiple children with him. (laughs) Live on a boat with him in Alaska. (laughs) Repeat this every day for the rest of your life. Now, what if I told you this isn't a horror movie ending, but a romantic comedy? (laughs) Oh, God, I struggled to get through that one. And the other one, three and a half stars, more average, by Emma. A lot of this has aged badly, but it's still cute, and I appreciate the fact that the huge emotional climax of the film revolves around Drew Barrymore having an entire room filled with paintings of Adam Sandler, (laughs) which I included... Because it reminded me of how fucking hilarious it is to walk into a room and find it full of paintings of Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> all abstract paintings <laughs> of him. <laughs> Which just cracked me up.
0: <laughs> Thank you for those. Oh, that, so that was
2: a struggle, but there you go.
0: Oh, well, boys. We come to the all-important question, the reason why we're all here. So... You think that was good, do you?
2: I didn't choose this film. This wasn't my choice. And I I feel like I'm not going to be in the popular vote here. But no, I don't think this was good. I think this was fucking standard shit Adam Sandler comedy mixed with a wildly badly handled mental illness story. (laughs) I think his life before the film sounded pretty all right. He wasn't hurting anyone. He was enjoying his life. And... He's just tortured himself and another family of people for the purpose of, as far as I can tell, nothing. (laughs) So no, didn't like it. (laughs) Didn't enjoy it. There were one or two good jokes, but there were just far outweighed by the shit
1: jokes. So yeah, what do you reckon, Carl? Uh, Well, I also didn't pick this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I I think you are in the popular vote this time, Sam. I'm going to go with no as well. I I do worry that I'm judging a 2004 move, movie in 2023 and saying some of this isn't okay. But I'm still not sure it was okay then. But it's more just that I feel like there was a really interesting drama movie or more dramatic movie where they just shoehorned in a lot of classic Adam Sandler moments. And it yeah. didn't really work for me. The, you can You feel them too much. They don't feel naturally part of the movie. They feel shoehorned
2: in it's definitely it definitely feels like it was converted from a drama film into not just a comedy into an adam sandler film yeah so it kind of hinges on whether you like adam sandler
0: it's a big leap so evan well i did enjoy this i think i see its issues obviously there's so much wrong with this movie i don't think you can judge it too much by the outlandish things it was making jokes about Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't too long before this, really. I think about seven years, which isn't really that long in the realms of, you know, what people think is okay. Seven years isn't a big gap. I'm not defending this. Obviously, it's not okay. But I don't think you can hold it to by today's standards. Is it the funniest movie ever? No. I laughed at a few things, mostly Rob Schneider, I think. And now I feel bad because he said he'd absolutely leave his career behind. For his political opinions, <laughs> which I guess I, I preferred him to do rather than see him in this. But um, yeah, I think I enjoyed this. I, I, I'm i surprised I haven't gone back to watch this because I used to like it when I was younger. Maybe I've got a bit more sentimentality for this than you do, because I used to watch this with my mum when I was younger. It was one of her favourite movies. So maybe that's what's informing my enjoyment of it now. But uh, I don't think there was too much wrong with it. There obviously is a better movie here thematically, the more interesting thing is the woman who can't remember anything other than, yeah, you know, can't retain memory. And the movie absolutely should have ended with him driving off on his, sailing off on his boat. Yeah, yeah, this was good. I enjoyed it. I'm sorry, boys. And also, I didn't pick this movie. Cole absolutely picked this movie. I refuse to believe I picked this. (laughs) Despite all the evidence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, Another one of my favourite facts about this movie is it was written by a guy called George Winks who went on to write a Turkish movie about a girl who couldn't remember anything after a certain date and then there was a guy who was trying to get with her and then a couple of years later went on to write for a Japanese movie about a girl who had a brain injury and couldn't.
0: <laughs> so this guy has a brain injury and can't remember everything time he's written this movie.
2: <laughs> I've got a great new movie idea, guys. Well, either that or he's... <laughs> either that or he's the one with the <laughs> Oh,
0: Tarantino has feet. This guy has girls who can't remember good. Mash brain. Well, is that all, boys? That's all I got. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming back to little old me with your busy old lives out wherever you are. And thank you all for listening. And thank you, specifically, person in Spain who has been listening to a lot of our episodes recently. I don't know who you are or how you found us, but hey, I appreciate you. Much as gracias. Please. You're write welcome in. for me butchering that. But yeah, please write in. I'd love to know not who you are. I don't need your personal data. Just say hi and, and why, also. <laughs> don't forget to leave us a five star review on Good Pods on Apple. Apple, more importantly, that really, really helps the reach of the pod. And give us a follow over on Twitter or Insta if you want to keep up to date with us. We're at So You Think Pod on both of those. Join me again next week when I'll be watching Babe with Harry, who was mentioned in this episode, but you haven't met yet, and probably Johnny, and hey, maybe one of these boys. Until then, goodbye. Adios. Adios. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker.